This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. Hi, I'm Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 26th, episode 2669, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We have a full show today. We have Max Cochran coming back with us on her way home. We had her on the way down do the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. Now she's on the way home, going to be joining us with her thoughts on the whole very wild weekend. Plus, we have Sally from Eventing Nation joining us as well. We'll also give you our thoughts on <laughs> what happened over the weekend. Plus, our Aquaderma guest of the week is Heather Schneider from Windchase Farm. She is a runs a carriage business in Florida here. She's a big-time listener of our show as well. She's going to join us and talk to us a little bit about what it's like to run a carriage business. So we got a lot going on in today's show. Jamie has some horse news at the end, so hang around for that as well. I would normally be driving home from Kentucky right now, and we wouldn't even be doing a show. But Yeah, uh, what here. the heck? We were supposed to have a post-Rolex hangover non-show. I kind of do feel like I have a post-Rolex hangover from watching all weekend. I know. You were texting me all day Sunday, and I just ignored you. I know I you like, did. So... You did ignore Sorry. me. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't talk to you when we're not doing this show. You know that? <laughs> Are you new? <laughs> we have some birthdays. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to Megan Hennessy and Matt Hagee. They're both auditors, auditors of ours. And also thank you to all the listeners who wished me a happy birthday over the weekend. I appreciate that. Plus, we had a couple of auditors. Uh, we had a new one, Megan Elizabeth, who's from England. Welcome, Megan. And also Chelsea and Jen both raised their pledges. And uh, I would like to say that my birthday was absolutely wonderful, but I had a couple days of fever after my shot. Jennifer was fine. I, I got the fever and headaches and all that. So I was happy to sit on the couch and watch cross country on Saturday. Your turn. So the, the the last two horses that I got in training from Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation, these are the adoptable thoroughbreds that get sent to me via a, a grant from the ASPCA, the right horse, and sometimes some of the after the finish line will provide grants. And so I get to train them. And I had over the weekend, the last two horses I had were Oki Brown and Money Baron. Okay. So 
Okie Brown was a ginormous 17 hand. And I mentioned last week, he has now arrived in Maryland to our listener, Angela Bailey, who adopted him, which is fantastic. But Money Bear and I took back to the rescue. He was done with his training and, and somebody wanted to go look at him. Well, I just found out he got adopted too. Well, so two for two. continuing here. I know. And then we've got some, I had one, I had two horses come in after them and, um, one people are fighting over right now. <laughs> I'm like, are they're like, 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 uh, finding an RV right now. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, but it's, it's amazing. The ones that come to me for training because they get to see them being ridden mm. and being worked and, and, and people are now trusting me. Like, so I posted, I was like, Hey, if it, all you people that have been looking for a big sound, quiet gelding, here it is. Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> I had the, the they're trainer. Gonna, they're gonna have an auction. They're gonna auction it off now. Oh, would not be nice if we could do that. The, the the trainer. I got a message from from the rescue this morning. Now she's like, okay, the the uh, there's a girl from Arkansas who wants to come down with her daughter and her trainer and see the horse. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've only sat on it one time. <laughs> it's like, they were like, do you want to try it out? I'm like, there's no trying out. We trotted in the round pin for like 30 <laughs> seconds. That's it. So I'm like, it's not quite ready to be spun around by like a teenager and her trainer. So call, let's back up. Let's back this train up a little bit boop, 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 and let's calm down. I was like, if they want to take him, take him. If not, don't. I, but like, so you're going to have to be patient. <laughs> like, I'll slow your roll. I don't need people walking up in my house anymore, which by the way, I have signs up. I just oh, you put regular... signs up now. Keep the hell I out. I just got regular, like no trespassing. Good. Do not well, enter. That protects you signs. actually. That helps protect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Legally, so when you shoot them. My... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oliver Townend. Does a third in a row, and only one ever to do that at Land Rover no, was Michael, Michael Young. Young did it. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's, mm, so he's the second he's... one to do it. I know, I know how you feel about this particular topic, but that doesn't change the <laughs> result. Uh, Valamore class. Uh, you know, he's he's been one that's been known to knock rails down, and he didn't yesterday and did quite well. Poor, poor Boyd. Boyd would have been sitting in second place had he not taken that one rail down. He took one rail down and jumping and would have been sitting in second place, ended up in fourth place with on cue and still let's the national about, champ. But Let's talk about Tamara Smith, who just ended up getting totally hosed on cross country where she broke a frangible pin. Now, granted, her horse just did not pick up his hind end over <laughs> one, but they're not supposed to give you penalties unless it prevented a fall. And I don't feel like it prevented a fall. I feel like it was squished Which, right Was over that it. the one where the log just went rolling down the hill? Yes. <laughs> Yes. And she was like in the lead. She had, she was like sitting in second, first or second after dressage. She didn't have any rails and then had those 11 faults for breaking a frangible pin. Like, I feel like she got hosed. Yeah. She went oh, clean in horse. stadium too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were some, there were some sad cases and then the prices. So, uh, so they came over, brought what seemed like a hundred horses and took second and third place and, uh, rode very well over the weekend. I mean, you know, I'm sure they didn't recoup what they spent to, to, to show up and show, but, uh, they did very well. Their government pays for that. I'm sure like it's an Olympic year. I'm sure all oh, these yeah, horses were true. funded. 
Yeah. Well, well, Ollie Townend and Tim and Janelle are are being looked at very closely, I'm sure, uh, you know, for uh, for the team this year. We're going to get Sally on here in a bit and talk about, you know, how we feel about how it went and the cross country and all of that stuff. There were a lot of comments that, of course, there, you know, anytime there's falls, there's people that are commenting. And there were a lot of our listeners that posted that they just couldn't watch. It's They feel it's too dangerous. And, you know, that's. That's oh, the four star, yeah, or even the and... five star. I mean, either you know, there were falls and horses falling. Mostly though, in the five star, I feel like it was riders falling off, um, and the horses stayed up. I think on the five star, I think there were more horse falls. On, but I could be wrong. I didn't check Equa ratings to to see that because they keep track of all of that. God, stuff. the technology though, right now with the air vests and the frangible pins, like what what would have been could catastrophic the people pop right up You're 10 like, years what? ago this would have been a whole different story oh boyd's fall oh my god i was like there okay, were no well. ambulance trips there were no for humans or horses i mean nope. and when you see the falls that happened there would have been uh, there would have been a hundred broken ribs on saturday <laughs> had it not it was, been for the air vests air vests and and the frangible technology is just has just saved the sport i mean it's just amazing I, frangible pins went a bunch over the weekend. I mean, they you could just see them, and they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, they did their job. On Retired Racehorse Radio, we're doing a series with Tad Coffin, who was the first American to ever win the gold medal in the Olympics on a thoroughbred, by the way. That's not, not the first, but on the thoroughbred in, like, 1976. I would love to ask him what he thinks about the eventing now versus then because it just it's just so different it's just so different now it was a tough course i mean there's a reason that people were having trouble you know finding their spots and stuff it was a tough course but then it's an olympic year it's supposed to be a tough course you know and he's designing the same he's the one that's designing the course for uh, japan so i mean it's going to be a tough course there too yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough course there. Uh, you know, fortunately for the five star, the rain held off. Uh, but, you know, I was reading Kyle Carter. Yeah. Kyle Carter said, uh, you know, because there were a lot of people commenting about footing. And he said the footing was not a problem all day. It was even in the four star after the rain started, the footing. And he, he posted pictures of the grass. It uh, was I, I thought watching it. I was like, wow, it is really holding up. I think if it had started the night before and the five-star runners, but then again, they used a different track. So I think, you know, it held up. You're right. Uh, but if it had started earlier in the day, then I think the the, you know, it would have deteriorated quicker for the four stars later in the afternoon. I loved, by the way, and I hope they continue doing four-star because yeah. it made a more spectator, you know, you go there usually, and I, I get it, people want to shop, uh, but usually you're done with cross country by what, 1231 o'clock. Yeah. And you're done. Whereas here, it wasn't done to what, four. Yeah, so- it was exhausting. <laughs> and and at some point I was like, okay, I have to go to work. Like I have to do so. I sat on the computer with my friend Ginger came over and Abby, and we sat watching it online for hours. And finally I'm like, okay. That's enough. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> I had six horses to ride yesterday. I was like, I didn't see any show jumping. I was like, I, my responsibilities took over. I was like, you know what? By God, I got to get to there, get to Rolex somehow, or Land Rover somehow. So I got to practice. It would have been a lot <laughs> different for you trying to go to Land Rover this year with all of the horses you got floating around there. Right I wouldn't now. have had as many. <laughs> 
All right, let's get Sally from Eventing Nation on here. She was there covering the whole thing. So she was there firsthand experience with the rain and, and everything that happened, the empty stadium, which was really weird uh, for show jumping. Let's get her on. She's at the airport, I Hello. think. Hello. Hi, Sally. Are you at the I airport? I am at the airport. You are? <laughs> I am. I made it. Good. Do you have a minute to chat with us? Of course. Well, now, which airport are you at? Are you at Lexington or Louisville or Cincinnati? I went to Lexington. I'm like living luxury this year, flying yeah. directly out of Lexington. It's a nice little to airport to too. Cincinnati. Yeah, I was gonna it say, is. It's like, so easy. There's like five people at my gate right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we're doing this interview, but like everybody's gonna hear you because there's it's so small. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's like it echoes. It's like echoing. So, yeah. Hopefully everybody, you'll make some new fans. How about I can, that? It sounds like you're hiding under a pillow to talk to us, actually. Oh, well, I have my mask on. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's okay. You have to at the but, airport. So, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. So what was, so, we were just yeah. talk, talking about how, everything. How was your weekend? Yeah. Like anything happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I went to this horse show. Um, it was okay. It rained a lot. Uh, <laughs> it was, um, it was epic. No, I mean, it was, uh, it was really strange to be there with no people. I mean, there was definitely people there with the, they did allow some owners to come and um, some, you know, obviously grooms and there was about 30 media people there. So it was a, it was a pretty close group of people, but gosh, it was, it was amazing to just have it run at all. I mean, after last year, and I think all the riders, especially the riders with the older horses, um, we're really grateful to have an opportunity to run a five-star. So hats off to everybody who made it happen. We were just talking about uh, cross country. You know, there've been a lot of comments on social media. You've seen them on your pages. Um, and you sure. know how some, this happens every year. Some people think it's awful and you know, the sport has to change because it's too dangerous. And there were, I, you know, do you know the statistics? Were there more falls this year than, than there were in previous years? It always seems like there's more. And then when you look at the numbers, you're surprised. Sure. Yeah. So yes, this year there were more. Um, we had seven horse falls this year. Um, we have had seven horse falls since 2015 prior to this. So that's, that's a quite significant higher number. Um, you know, I talked to Derek DeGrazia, the, the course designer a little bit yesterday, and I, I feel bad for the guy. I think he was a little nervous to talk to me because he wasn't <laughs> sure what I was going to ask him, but, um, no, he, he said, you know, obviously every course designer hates to see horses fall. I mean, that's never the intention. Um, I think he was maybe a little surprised to see how some of the questions had written. Um, but, you know, I think that's just feedback that he'll take for his Tokyo design. And um, obviously the Tokyo cross country will be just a little bit less than a five-star level. They don't have it going five-star just to make it a little bit equal for some of the smaller federations. So uh, theoretically you won't see quite as much intensity, um, but it's still going to be an Olympic track. So, you know, I think some of the writers, you know, all over town and had some words to say, just saying that, you know, this was as tough as it gets and I can't see the Olympics being any harder than this. But, um, you know, we have like, we have to take a look, a little bit more of a look into the, the, the numbers, um, but definitely, yes, a higher number of horse falls. And, um, you know, I, I did talk also with William Fox Pitt um, from Great Britain, and he was unfortunately one of those horse falls. And, he fell at one of the questions towards the end of the course that was that caused three total horse falls. Uh, Boyd Martin and Mike Pendleton also fell there, and um, he said that was kind of a question that the I don't know horses seemed to just kind of want to hang the right leg there, and and it wasn't necessarily a course design flaw. But he did say that you know he wasn't a fan of a couple of the questions, but 
overall, I think the writers did say it was a proper five star. I mean, that's it is what it is. And sometimes I think you see a higher clear rating here in Kentucky than you would in badminton or Burley. And um, so when you don't have that, it makes it look even worse. But at the end of the day, you don't want horse falls. And I think that's important to remember. We were just talking about the frangible pins and the technology and how 10 years ago, this would have been a whole different story. Sure. 100%. Um, yeah. I mean, we would have had horses out in ambulances all day long. I mean, but we didn't, right? And there were no humans that sure. ended up at the hospital, right? No. No, I mean, miraculously, Boyd, I was there when he went down, and, you know, I was convinced he did a collarbone or something. I mean, he yeah. was he wasn't feeling good, but he... He, I don't know if you saw on Facebook this morning oh the picture God. of him in the ice. Yes. <laughs> this is so fantastic. It is a picture of him in a stall sitting in a giant water tub filled with yeah. ice water. On a cold day. <laughs> on a cold day. And he's yeah. just sitting there taking it, man. That guy is yeah. like, he has ice in his veins, you know, so it doesn't really matter. If that's not Boyd Martin in a picture, I don't really know what else is. <laughs> so I thought the two people that needed awards over the weekend were the guy who invented the air vests and the guy who invented frangible pins. <laughs> Both needed awards sure. over the weekend right there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. Interesting, though, um, we didn't have more. We had one pin go. Um and I, I thought that was interesting because there was a horse that fell at a frangible fence and the pin did not go. And it was a more of a left leg than a so Tammy Smith's horse hit the pin um, at the coffin and he kind of bellied it. So he did not hit it with his front end. Um, a little bit of controversy on whether or not that yeah. should be penalized. What did you think about that? Because I thought that it was it was to be in case that they were going to fall, but he got it with his hind end, which he probably could have scooted over it. So how did that not get taken away? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I didn't get the impression and and I don't want to speak for Tammy, but I did not get the impression that they were fighting it overly hard, or at least by the time I had kind of gotten the rundown, they had kind of, you know, accepted and Tammy was so thrilled with, with the horse. So it doesn't really matter to her, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember the way the rules written, but when I talked to William about it, he reiterated that he was just gutted for Tammy because that's in his opinion is not the purpose of the pin. Um, that horse was not in danger of, of rotating. Um, but at the same time, I guess who's to say that it wouldn't have been worse without the pen. You know, you can't really say So oh, that horse is, it's a little bit so gray incredible so oh, he's insane he's insane i'm so thrilled for her i mean it's gutting that she would have been second without yeah. the pin but she's top 10 i don't think she can be happy unhappy with that in any way so yeah yeah let's talk about uh let's talk about stadium day um what we are obviously we're all watching at home and with the empty seats was there mm-hmm. was there still atmosphere there all we could hear was the drone <laughs> on tv yeah. oh the drone the drone was so loud wasn't it when that was it loud in the um, stadium or was it just loud on tv no it was loud in the stadium i mean the drone was pretty pretty uh you could hear it it was obnoxious <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah yeah i uh it, it was it, it was just really big it was like the biggest drone i think i've ever seen and not that i've seen that many drones but it was large um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and this, um, it, there was definitely some atmosphere still. And, and to be honest, uh, I, I think a lot of there were a decent amount of people in the stand. I mean, obviously not what normally would be there, but I think all the owners and the grooms and all the support people kind of got to go in the stands and watch, which was kind of cool. Um, so the applause that the writers were getting was more than what I was thinking um, they were going to get. But, you know, going in there, I think 
even if there aren't people and and some of the writers even commented that without people it almost was more eerie you know a little bit more of an empty ominous aura or I don't know if ominous is the right word but um so I think that stadium itself just has atmosphere you don't have to have people in it to make it kind of imposing that's what Emma Klugman said and I saw her interview and she was it with you she said that she said going mm-hmm. in it's just like yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. When I did the thoroughbred makeover you had to go do your dressage test in there and it was like half the horses were just unglued and probably it was because of the riders. <laughs> Everybody yeah. Like yeah, for sure. Out. For sure. <laughs> I would be going down that ramp like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. So, I mean, oh I my get God. It. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 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 How weird was it? Oh, there's one other horse I wanted to talk about that seemed to be a fan favorite, but Jennifer too is Corvette. Whose horse was that again? Oh my God. So Emily Hamill, yes. she was a rookie this year. Yes. Um, she rides with Philip Dutton and, and she's, she's, she's a, she's a superstar. I mean, that horse, I mean, you saw him. Yes. <laughs> he just never looked like he was trying, but he was jumping two foot, two feet higher than all the time. He looked like a Corvette. They need to invent, I mean, a, need to invent a six star for him. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing horse and he definitely became a fan favorite over the weekend. If there was one horse I could oh, pick out incredible. and go, oh my God, that's, that's the one everybody remembers is Corvette. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's very memorable. He's, he just, he just looks gleeful is how I would describe him. <laughs> Were there any Jumping others that just there. stood out to you? Uh, you know, Emma Klugman really had a great round. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the rookies, right? Um, you know, a couple of the rookies, unfortunately didn't have the best days, but um, Emma Klugman just kind of clocked around there and really made it look easy. Um, I thought Tammy had a great round. I thought Lauren Kiefer, I'm sorry, Lauren, Lauren Nicholson um, and Vermiculous had a great round. Um, and then Buck Davidson, I was really thrilled that, you know, I think he was a little disappointed not to have finished a little higher with his, uh, especially his Carlevo horse, but, um, he got his first five-star completion with, um, with, uh, Jack, my style. And, um, so he's got some really, really happy owners this week. So I think, um, I'm, I'm super happy for him and with him losing his legendary Valley No Castle RM over the weekend, suddenly, um, I think it helped that he had a, a great weekend to kind of honor him. So it was, it was a bit emotional, I think for him and really happy that he had a pretty good weekend too. So. And Boyd uh, must really want that rail back. I, I, from what I calculated, oh, it would have put him in second if he hadn't taken the rail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah no, he would have, I think he was pretty gutted for sure, but. I mean, he's still the that national horse was champ, also, that right? Was her first for sure. And that yeah. was that horse's first five star. And she's not traditionally a very good show jumper. Um, so for her to go in and have one rail and for him to not be, I mean, he's probably 50% sound. So I think all things considered, I, I'm sure he'd love to have it back, but I think it could have been a lot worse too. So can we talk about um, what I read about on Sunday morning, but nobody has mentioned again is that Ollie Townend's horse got spun uh, in the mm, jog yeah, ups. He did. Mm-hmm. His that- other horse, he had two horses. So that used yeah. to be a really big deal because here's what here here's what spun means for those who don't know. When you present your horse at the jog, you jog your horse and the vets go, mm, "We're gonna hold that one. You need to present it again." And you, most people, if your horse gets held, you withdraw because mm-hmm. let's be honest, in the barns on Saturday night, everybody is icing and <laughs> praying. I mean, that is what is happening. Especially after barns. that day. <laughs> yeah. Arnica, Absolutely. Arnica gel, they're shoving in the horse. I mean, like anything you can to com- get your horse comfortable. And those who mm-hmm. take their horse to the jog that are not a hundred percent good, they, they know it. 
Which is why you yeah. jog the horse. And then if they yeah. hold it and they're like, mm, this, there's, we're going to put a hold on that horse, you walk away. Because you know. Mm-hmm. But there's some people yeah. that are like, no, man, I can get them through it. And then it used to be a very big deal if you represented and you did not get accepted and you got spun. That was a very big black mark. And I only saw it mentioned one time. Is it, it, does nobody care about that anymore? I'm not sure. I, you know, I, uh, we talked a little bit about this at dinner last night, a couple of the other media girls and I, and um, you know, I think without being there and Oliver's team and, and knowing exactly what was going on, I mean, the horse was pretty clearly not feeling himself. I mean, I noticed that he jogged him down and then um, when he came around to come, come turn around to come back, the horse didn't want to turn around right, you know, it kind of tried to back up and, and I just, it just looked a little uncomfortable. So, yeah, I, I I, my my mo on that sort of thing is without knowing exactly what the situation is and without knowing you know because take emma klugman's horse for example she got held and he's he's 18 19 um you know maybe a little bit sore and stiff and i i i, I don't know i i'm not a five-star rider so i can't really sit there and say well i i would have pushed through a you know if my horse is a little bit body sore i know my horse i know he can go through and and I think that's controversial in itself, right? You know, you want your horse to be feeling 100%, but it's a three-day event. Your horses always feel 100% on Sunday at a three-day. I, I would venture to say no. So, you know, I, it's a hard topic. Um, I guess my personal approach is that I just not knowing exactly what what they did and what they tried to do to get the horse passed is is hard to to pass judgment on because I don't know, you know. And that's why they keep media out of the barn. Yeah. Do you, do you, and every year, were, were you like, surprised media, that you go back in the barn? Were you yeah. surprised that Morgan did, didn't fail on Sunday morning? I thought we'd have a few. I was more surprised that more in the four stars. Did not That's what I mean. Yeah. I really meant the four star. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> that was brutal. Um, but those horses, those horses trotted up better than I thought they would. So, I mean, props to their teams because that's a lot of work to get a horse through a jog and, and get it feeling 100% after a day like that. So. Well, I know you have to run um, because you have to catch a plane to go home. But thank you for joining us and, yeah. and great coverage over the weekend, yeah, everybody. And uh, by the oh, way, thank you. shout out to John Kyle did a tremendous job, that as he so always good. does. He did. Oh, he, it was so nice to have John back, wasn't it? Oh, man, it was it was nice. Uh, I got a birthday message from him like, when do you have time to do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet I didn't actually get to see him. I'm kind of sad about that, but I can't imagine. I, I imagine he was very happy to be out doing that. Because, I mean, he's, he's just so good at announcing, and he knows so much about all the pairs, and it's, it's, it was nice. He makes I, I it sound effortless. He really does. He like does. Some of his he sayings does. are so accent. clever. Oh, yeah. his sayings are funny. We were commenting on some of yeah. his sayings. They're just so funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Frankie, uh, who, who helped him out over the weekend, did a great job too. So yeah, yeah she, who is seven months pregnant, by the way? Oh, really? Like the rock star. She's been. Oh yeah, she's been. She's been here for ten days doing those behind the barn interviews, and then she's. Uh, I think she's flying home today, unless she was able to hop on a plane last night. So, so she so, is the, not um, only like super pretty; she is super nice. I, I got to know her amazing. pretty well when I was in Arizona. We compete in California, and she is just, like yeah. you're just like it's not fair that you can be that pretty and no. that sweet and that talented. And if you're wondering I who know. we're talking about, Frankie was the other the female voice you heard on the coverage there. before Karen yeah. got on there. Yeah, yeah, before Karen got on. Yeah. 
and really helped John out for a while uh, so he could go to the bathroom <laughs> occasionally. But <laughs> so, thank you, yeah. Sally. Appreciate it. Hey, your one yeah. good thing is you didn't spend any money shopping. So, no, I didn't. I, you know, I actually was going to go shopping yesterday, but I didn't have time. So I guess my, my bank account will thank me. But um, <laughs> there was like three vendors there. So I think it was like Ariat and like Kong Equine, like Kong for dogs has a Kong Equine sector now. I don't know. Go look it up. It's interesting. Um, yeah. So no, no shopping to be had, unfortunately. But hopefully we'll see you guys all there next year. And, um, you know, thanks for following along. And it was, it was a really, really great weekend. I think I'm just mostly grateful that it happened. So. Well, you got a long flight, sleep on the plane. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Bye, yeah. Sally. Yes, I will. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, oh. let's hear a little bit about Kevin Ecoyne. We're going to talk more about uh, more about the whole weekend later on in the show with Max Cocker. And we do have some question first world problems. Apparently, people still had some. Uh, but first, we have to hear about Kevin. A fallen section of the fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. Aside from a headache and repair bill, it might also allow your horses out and other creatures in. A fence is not unlike the intestinal barrier in this way. It needs to be strong and functional to keep the good bugs in and the bad bugs out. But what happens when you have a down section of fence or loose and tight junctions in the gut lining? Holes or leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier, known as leaky gut syndrome, can result in various health and welfare problems. And it's not a small problem. Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses but there's something you can do about it good nutrition and attention to gut health can help promote immunity performance healthy weight nutrient absorption and positive attitude for optimal health ensure your feed includes colostat butapearl zeq and chemtrace chromium from chemin equine learn more at chemin.com slash leaky gut that's k-e-m-i-n.com slash leaky gut side note i was trying to figure out if my feed had all of these wonderful things in them and, and so I sent them a message, and he's like, oh, yeah, here's the list. And my my feed does include it, so that's Well, fantastic. what's your feed? But Let's give them a plug. Neutrina, baby. Neutrina, yeah. It has it I didn't know huh? if you wanted me to name the feed no, that's because fine. we're sponsored by somebody else on another show. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> I have just all the different varieties. It's the easiest one to come by around here, and I really like it. So uh, that's what I feed. So and your all horse is getting all those in. nutrients. They are getting it. But what my point is, you can just contact Kevin. I sent them like a little message on their website, Kevin.com. And I mean, almost instantaneously, somebody wrote me, wrote me back. It was pretty cool. When I was talking to Kevin the last time I talked to him about a month ago, he said they get more messages from our listeners than almost any other place they, they advertise. Wow. So people are checking in with them. No question about it. So thank you all for doing that yeah. and supporting our sponsors. We appreciate it. Well, right now, we have our Aquaderma guest of the week, who is also a longtime friend of ours. Matter of fact, I was down at her farm not too long ago did, and did a carriage ride. We drove a couple of the draft horses around for a little while, had some fun, got to meet everybody. And that's Heather Schneider of Wind Chase Farm. She's down there on the coast of Florida. Hi, Heather. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. Thank you for joining us. And you're also a listener to our show, aren't you? I am. Um, in my job, I do a ton of traveling. We actually service the entire state of Florida. So I have put miles on galore. And I have found that um, both the Driving Radio Show and Horses in the Morning are like my favorite podcast to listen to when I'm traveling. Yay! We like that. <laughs> Love to hear that. So you run a carriage business. So you do everything. You do weddings and the uh, Indian uh, ceremonies and, and funerals and all of that. What, what, what do you do the most of? 
Well, COVID changed a few things. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So um, we were very, pre-COVID, we were very invested in traditional and Indian weddings. Um, we actually had several um, Indian wedding horses that are specifically trained for that job um, and used to the drums and the dancing and all that. And um, we were really busy with the Cinderella carriage and the ponies and the vis-a-vis and, you know, really sending out a lot of horses for special events like that, um, birthday parties, that kind of thing. Um, and then COVID kind of hit and a lot of those events, those events had to be canceled, postponed, rescheduled. Um, and so we kind of, for the past year, um, What's actually happened is our funeral business has um, picked up tremendously. In fact, we brought in a new hearse recently from uh, actually it was made in Poland, shipped to Australia and then delivered to Miami. So um, <laughs> we brought that carriage in and uh, we have two hearses that are pretty much operating, you know, several events a week. So, um, yeah, that's keeping us busy. So our, it's shifted a little bit. Now we're seeing a change back the other way. Now we're starting to see more of those um, events. We did a daddy-daughter dance last night for John Hopkins out in Tampa last night. Um, so we're kind of seeing the events kind of turning around as well. Well, that's good. I mean, doing funerals all the time would be, would get old, I think, for, for you. I mean, you want some fun in there, too. Um, <laughs> so now you have a variety of horses, too. You have draft horses and ponies and all kinds of things. Yeah, you know, a lot of my competition friends know me just as a white pony driver. I drove those little white ponies forever. Um, and so we uh, realized that some of these commercial carriages are quite big and maybe a little heavier than what we would want to put on a pony. And so we started with a Clydesdale and then it turned into two Clydesdales and then it turned into three Clydesdales. Um, and then we added a Shire and another Shire. And most recently we purchased... Um, a pair of Frisians that um, we're hoping that we can get them um, to our new European hearse sometime soon. So let me just um, tell you that you're he heading upwards in the way of feed bills <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. yeah. The ponies were a little, a little more uh, cost effective. Just telling you. Not just a little. Um, our average Clydesdale eats about. 50 pounds of hay a day. Oh, dear God. Um, and that's probably what all of one Clydesdale, we figure one Clydesdale is equivalent to four ponies. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> she has some big Clydesdales, too. She really does. And if you see her carriage barn, there's a collection. How many carriages do you have? Um, we actually, uh, I want to say there's probably about a dozen or so back there. We have. We were very fortunate. My father had built um, a large building that's actually kind of attached to our house, a carriage house. And he stored his antique cars in his motorhome in there when he, because um, they lived out on the water, which they didn't have a place to store it. Um, I don't think in his plans when he built it, he assumed that it would ever become a carriage barn. But um, yes, uh, he passed recently and we have uh, commuted, we've converted that barn from automobiles to a collection of carriages. <laughs> <laughs> and you you do events all over the state. I mean, you've gone down to the Keys and you've driven four or five, six hours. Yeah, our horses, um, well, they, you know, a lot of times they're just used for photo ops when they actually get to the job. They don't, you know, you can imagine these combined driving ponies that are used to going for miles, getting off the trailer and they're like, we're going to stand here for two hours? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Um, but we do a lot of shipping and, um, we travel, like I said, Key West to pretty much like Tampa, Orlando is kind of our top line. We occasionally go into St. Augustine if they need us, but not very often. 
Um, but yeah, so we have a large territory that we're servicing. So, um, I always laugh. I'm like, I put a hundred and some thousand miles on my truck in two years and I never left the state of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So this is good. (laughs) Tell me what is the most, you know, pick one of the most bizarre things that have happened. The most bizarre. Um, I have in a wedding. I had a um, mother of the groom hire the horse and carriage and we arrived and the bride, for whatever reason, despite how lovely my ponies looked and the carriage looked, would not get in the carriage. She was too scared. So we ended up taking the mother of the, (laughs) yeah, after the ceremony, she wouldn't get in the carriage. She just like refused to. And so, um, so I ended up taking the mother of the groom for a very beautiful ride. And I took her and delivered her to the reception. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> so that was a little bit bizarre and um I have um gosh yeah we had a little surprise one day when they were loading our hearse we didn't realize there was such a thing as a clear viewing casket that was a little bit kind of awkward too What? What? <laughs> you mean like made of glass? Um like acrylic box yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise too. So, so wait a minute. The hearse has windows. So, let, for everybody, if you haven't ever seen a horse-drawn hearse, it has windows around it, so you see the casket. So, you were seeing through the windows, in through the walls of the casket. You were seeing a body going down the road. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let me just publicly put on the record for any friends or family members that are currently listening. Do not do that to me. (laughs) Glenn's like, this is the way I'm going to get her in a carriage. (laughs) When she's dead and I'll show her body to everybody. No offense to you. Like, I mean, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Does that creep you out at all? Um, I was fortunate that day. I drove the truck and trailer. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, yes, it was. You know what always amazes me is that we have people that will be like, you know, we meet a lot of times if the, the route is too far, we'll meet, the hearse, we'll meet an, an automobile hearse and we'll do a transfer. And um, we'll be sitting there waiting for the automobile hearse. And how many people come up to me and look at the hearse and say, are you doing a wedding? <laughs> Uh, and I mean, this no. is like weekly. This is like every week they come up and they'd be like, so are you here for a birthday party or a wedding? And I'm like, it's a hearse. Um, <laughs> and it looks like, like a hearse. I mean, there's no mistaking it. It looks like a hearse. You're like, do you see the body in the back? Because it's fully enclosed in glass. And the horses are covered in black drapes. And <laughs> it's like, it's a hearse. Uh, you know, uh, we even have it in our in our wills that there's no viewing. I mean, there will be no plexiglass casket. There's no viewing in our in our lives, so or in our deaths rather. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking that's rather creepy. Well, this is yeah. <laughs> you do have a wild job. There's no question about that. We won't even get to into the Indian ceremonies because those are just out of this world. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Equiderma. You have white ponies, so keeping them clean is a chore. And I'm assuming that's where Equiderma products come in. Yeah, actually, it's interesting. Um, the Equiderma products actually came in when we brought Clydesdales into Southeast Florida um, because. 
Clyde Sales and um, and now more recently the Frisians are known for skin problems in tropical Florida. They are not a breed that said, wait, let me come live with Mickey because they don't want to live in South Florida with bugs and stuff. So we actually have discovered Equiderma while um, with, in our challenges to keep our horses coats really healthy and to keep the bugs off of them. Um, some of our draft horses have pink noses. We've been using the zinc oxide paste as a sunscreen for them. Um, and so we just kind of, I kind of tried it. It was, it was at a boarding barn and they were like, here, try this on your draft horse. And I tried some and it worked. And when I brought him home, I just ordered the whole line from Equiderma and I just tried everything. And I was just shocked at how well all of my horses um, responded to the shampoo, the conditioners, you know, the fly sprays. And, um, you know, we just, we kind of just tried everything to see what we liked. And we ended up liking everything. I was like, how is this possible that it's actually my horse's hair is growing back and skin's looking better. And so um, we just saw the results and that's, you know, for us, that's a big deal. And um, yesterday we were actually at the job that we were at and this little girl, it was a daddy daughter dance. And she came up and she said, your horses don't smell. They don't smell like horses. <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of cute. <laughs> Everybody and, expects yeah. horses, people that don't know about horses, really expel, expect them to smell like poop. That's what they expect. <laughs> I always say if horses if horses poop smell like cat poop, nobody would have horses. That's true. <laughs> or chicken poop. <laughs> That's true. Heather, thank you. What's the website? Uh, our website is windchase.farm. And and uh, she gave you the territory she does. So basically, if you're from uh, Orlando down in Florida and you need uh, you need a wedding, you need a funeral, you need something a father daughter dance, whatever it is, give them a call and they'll be out uh, be out to help you out. Thanks, Heather. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks. It was great talking to both of you. Have a good day. Equiderma.com, and we thank them too for setting this up. Bye, Heather. Bye. She's a lot of fun, and we had a good time driving her, her uh, draft horses around. It was it was a lot of fun. She's uh, she does a good job with it all. She's really attached. Their farm is attached to a venue that does weddings. It's a big park that does weddings and stuff. So all they have to do is drive the horses over there and do the wedding. So That's it's it is convenient, and she's right on the coast. All right, let's do the next thing, which is this. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Now, let me remind everybody that um, these are actual first world problems submitted by our listeners. And uh, they are auditors. And I would like to just tell you that I put a post uh, usually Sunday night slash middle of the night, Monday morning, like I did this morning. And uh, they, they go in and fill out and let us share in their dilemmas. So, Glenn, if somebody wants to participate in this, how do they become an auditor? Well, just like Megan Elizabeth did from England, you can go on to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page, and click on the auditor banner. So little $3 a month, you too can become an auditor. We do have some incentives at the 10 and $25 level a month. We have a lot of people at $25 a month, actually. We thank you all. And uh, those incentives are mugs and stickers and things like that. And they get sent out to you after you've been an auditor for three months. And there's a bunch of people going to be starting to get get some incentives here very shortly. So thank you all. Well, let's start with uh, Ina's problem. It's very sad. She said that um, 
I pulled a groin muscle in my dressage lesson, and now it hurts when I try to ride at any speed more than a walk. <laughs> it also hurts walking around, but that's not a first world problem for people. That's I not think a this is a first enough. world. I think it's a real problem, actually. <laughs> well, we did have a slew of those, so I had to make our way through them. People, this is not a vent your real problems. This is a, <laughs> like poor Matt. Um, you know, he was going to make a video of going to pick up a load of hay and put it on Facebook. But like when he started to video, he didn't charge the camera and it died. So now he has to wait a whole month before he gets a video of getting hay. <laughs> ah, how's he going to make it? Uh, Kara says that I listed one of my two-year-old fillies for sale at like a ridiculously high price thinking there's a no way she would sell. But she did. So now I have to juggle all my other horses around so my two-year-old isn't all alone. Oh, too many horses. So sad. Alex said, I finally found a bridle for my sensitive horse that he loves. But now I have to get one in black, too. We have talked about this. The saddle. The, the carpet must match the drapes, okay? The saddle has to match the bridle. Um... Hillary says, I have to ride in the student schooling saddles until my saddle comes back from having the tree adjusted. And I just don't know how my bum is going to survive without like a French leather mono flap. Girl, we must have the same kind of saddle and taste. Uh, <laughs> Kristen says, because my butt is tired of this, you know, I have to ride in some, I, I don't put my good saddles on the starter horses. So I've got my like beat up saddles and I'm, I need more, I need higher trained horses, Glenn, <laughs> so I can put my nice tack on them. Um, Kristen says I bought two new pairs of half chaps and they're both ugly. It's just so hard to find my size. I wonder what they look like. Now I want to know. What do they look like? Uh, Glenn, you made a suggestion a while ago that sometimes horses might have their own problems and they want to ride in. Do you remember that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Firefly the Mustang got online and wrote in. And she, Firefly says, my mom said she was buying me a present and I was all excited, like maybe a pink halter with sparkles, but no, a slow feed hay net is not a present. <laughs> No, that's definitely not a present. Oh, poor. Scooter would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Scooter was out there this morning ripping and tearing and throwing that hay net around. He hates that thing with a passion. <laughs> I have one of those slow feed hay nets around one of my round bales. And oh, my gosh, the, the, the fat mare that is the reason for it, she just paws at it. She's so mad all the time. She's just like, hangry eats, like, just hangry. <laughs> uh, Diane says, I finally brought the rest of my horse stuff from Florida to North Carolina, but there's no room in the tack room for my tack box. <laughs> That's a, that is a common problem. Uh, Carrie says, I ordered a custom Maddie's pad, but it's going to take a month to get here months oh my gosh i am having such a problem with apparently all the black dually halters are stuck like at the loading dock and they can't get in and so all the duallys are sitting there and everybody's messaging me where can i get a black dually halter i just have to tell y'all just be patient just wait they're coming they're just on a really slow unloader um brenda says i am gonna start a new job that will pay for my pony life but like that means less time at the barn and that is the round of equestrian first world problems. Please 
try to try to hang on you guys it's going to be okay you're going to make it and thank you for sharing and again you can become an auditor and be a part of this as well so i wanted to do a loser of the week um but the more i read this story i'm not sure who the loser is <laughs> uh, i have a loser so if this isn't losery enough i'll give you my loser of the week look i did research on my loser to make sure he was a loser you actually did some. I know. <laughs> Man, Amazing. You are one pathetic loser. My loser of the week, sort of, maybe, is Andrew Cocker, who got a 10-year suspension and disqualification from eight events for using electric spurs on horses. You'll remember we talked about this a while back. There was a yes. picture where he maybe had a button in his hand, and, you know, I guess the button, then you press it and it sends a shock to the spurs, which sounds nasty to me, but um, he also has been fined $10,889. How much that amount? I don't know. In order to pay costs of $8,166. And that was by the FEI uh, in their hearing. Now, where I started to get a little wishy-washy on it is when I read his side of the story. And apparently the primary evidence was uh, a, a video of a device purported, purported, apparently owned by him. And they never got the device in hand for the trial. So, and the guy that was his only witness against him was a guy that apparently had worked in his barn. And then he is, he started suing because the guy did all kinds of stuff wrong. So we have a guy who has a vested interest in making Andrew look bad as the only witness. Why does he have a vested interest in making him look bad? He's being sued by Andrew for stuff that happened in the barn, which happened first, do which we know? the suit. Yeah, so, and apparently the FEI wouldn't take a lot of this in the trial. They never did witness or actually see the device. The guy had the device, and uh, the witness had the device and never never actually brought the device up. Apparently, I'm not he being had, whatever, but you could kind of see the in the photos yeah, of the horse, the guy show jumping that he had something in his I mean, hand in court, and... you know, it's it's supposed to be different level of... You know, yeah. uh, and apparently this guy had admitted to using the device on his horses um, and he was given immunity because of testifying against Andrew. It's just this is going to go to this is definitely going to go to appeal. And when you read the whole story, you definitely walked away with, you know how they ha say, if you have some doubt, if there's any doubt in a trial. I had doubt when I read the story. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, the truth is. is always somewhere in the middle and karma. Yeah. catches up to all these people and it sounds it sounds like anybody if, if anybody is listening that does business with either one of these people walk away ah, actually no <laughs> run away it just was it's just weird you know it's just weird anyway is yours truly a loser yeah okay here we go do i do i have to play it, just play, yeah, play it. man you are one pathetic loser we're going to go to Massachusetts in a town called Belchertown, Massachusetts. <laughs> People in Belchertown are talking about... I think about... I would have changed that about 40 years ago. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like Wienertown, Belchertown. Um, but they started a car wash Wednesday night. And I know we've talked about this before, but I wouldn't have said that they were taken aback to see a horse being washed at the local car wash. <laughs> okay, and it, it, from the, the photos... 
there's like three guys holding this horse and, and one guy just standing off to the side, watching in front of his car. They're just watching this whole thing happen. Uh, the problem is aside from lots of problems, um, <laughs> they actually were using the pressurized water hose oh, on no. the horse. Do you, do, do, uh, th this is animal control. It's like you would never power wash yourself, let alone a horse. And so they said it's very disappointing. Weren't you the one that used the power control. washer and said <laughs> the stories about it? About how, Wait. didn't you use a power washer and have stories about how? On a horse? No, 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 not on a horse at the barn. And have stories about how the wicked the power washer was. I believe it was chipping paint off my house in Arizona. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> and it was just a little one. So I can't imagine a car wash one. Like, yeah, you this shouldn't use terrible. On You're totally... or a horse. Yeah. Or a horse, yeah. a pathetic loser. And it does not look like the horse was very excited to have it done either. No, that would hurt. Yeah. All the fur in the world is not going to protect you from a power washer. Oh, it says there's multiple horses. I just saw one picture of one horse. Okay. Well. I thought I just pictured the, you know, I just pictured the girls from the local volleyball team washing with sponges. No, that's not at all what happened, Glenn. <laughs> okay. And enjoyed that little. That's what I pictured. That's, the, that's what I had in my mind. I was going to drive the scooter over for the next one, but apparently not. I won't a bunch of me. men wrestling horses into standing still to get power washed. That's a terrible. I, yeah, what? Terrible why? Idea. I it would have been yeah. worse if they had actually put him through the uh, the car wash. No, yeah, yeah, that would have been worse. That. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's go to our next guest. Max Cochran's coming back with us. She's the president of the United States Eventing Association. She was there grooming over the weekend, so we're going to get uh, her opinion of what it was like from the barn side of things. Well, we are so excited to have Max back on with us. You talked to us when you were driving to Land Rover, and now you are driving home. Where on uh, seventy five are you? I am somewhere in the middle of Tennessee. Oh, Lord, we better talk quick because you're about to lose service <laughs> when you get down there. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's nice. It's such a pretty drive, though. I think about five miles post, like coming from Kentucky to Tennessee, it's just the most beautiful mountain pass ever. It, it really is. Yeah, no, Tennessee is so, is so beautiful. And then, and that northern Atlanta or northern Georgia area still is really pretty as well. Yeah, it is, it is nice. Get a yeah. couple of mountains, you know, a little bit of topography. It's all good. <laughs> I used to live in Atlanta, and then I lived in Lexington, so I would drive back and forth to the, make that drive all the time. Oh, and you when know you that said, drive "Well done," oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, I, you mentioned how pretty it was in North Atlanta. You're incorrect. No, yeah, it's North Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not much pretty about Atlanta, but it's all good. <laughs> so, so give us your like. Your take on the weekend. We had Sally Spickard on from Eventing Nation earlier, so I, I would love to hear your opinion of, on everything. Yeah, it was, um, well, it was a very different year this year with, um, you know, no spectators. That was definitely, um, it did, it sort of felt like you were just at sort of every, your average competition, whether it was one of the lead-up competitions or something, but it was, um, so that was a bit odd. And then you sort of step back and thought, oh, we're at Kentucky. This is weird. There's no one here. Um, so that was, that was a bit bizarre, but the competition was still very tough and the um, course was massive. And, um, one of the biggest courses I think I've seen Derek build, um, and not really technical as in, you know, but you still had to be aware and on all the time, not that many let up jumps, like even the ones that were supposed to be your let up gallop jumps in between 
were huge, massive jumps that you really had to still pay, really pay attention to. Um, so it was, it was a lot. It was also really cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where did you spend? Really? Where, where did you spend yeah. most of your day on like cross country day? Um, in the barns, you know, I had two horses that were competing that I was looking after. So you're in the barns in the morning and um, trying to get them out before the craziness begins and get them for some walk and some grass. And then you're basically sort of in there and maybe watch the live feed on your phone while you're getting your horse ready. And then down to the warm up and the starts and then into the finish area and then back to the barns to look after them. And um, so it's sort of in that little area. Um, and then again, trying to try to watch when you can, if, if you can, um, they, you know, the barns are very quiet, which is nice, but, but you don't know what's going on around you. So um, you're sort of looking at your phone at scores and seeing how everybody's doing. And um, so it's a, it's a, yeah, batteries go quite flat on that day. Now we saw a picture of Boyd Martin sitting in an ice tub yeah, that he oh posted. God, yes. um, yeah. What I mean, we were trying to think, wasn't it like super cold? <laughs> It was really cold. It was one of the coldest, wettest Kentuckys that I can remember. Since like, probably 2002 was the last one that was this wet and cold. It was, um, you know, the snow on Wednesday morning for sure was was interesting. It made for some very pretty pictures. Um, uh-huh. But you did feel like you were sort of skiing. It was weird because it would the sun would come out and then there would be snow flurries and then the sun would come out again. There'd be snow flurries again. So it was kind of a weird balance, but it was uh, it was definitely different. <laughs> um, so many different things for Kentucky this year, but it was definitely uh, a different feel, and that was that was weird. But Boyd, I think because he'd had that tumble, he he does soak himself on the ice baths a lot, and I think um, after his tumble off the first horse, he thought that was going to be a good thing to do to get ready for his second horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. ever a good. Is he human? Can I ask, have you checked, is he human? Are we sure? I'm sorry? Is he human? Have you checked that? Yeah, no. He's Australian. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He is from there. They're they're not normal. I can say that because I live with one. But yes, they are. um, They they like to take things to, um, there's no moderation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, yeah, so um Glenn, you'll know he's human when it comes down to on like maybe mon- maybe tomorrow morning he's admitted for uh, you know, pneumonia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the feeling yeah. after the first couple of rides went and the five star in the morning on Saturday? What was the feeling in the barn where the other riders, were they getting a little nervous and concerned about the day? And, uh, you know, you were yeah, lucky the rain know, held off. But Yeah, it's interesting because usually what uh, the, the horses that usually go first are the riders with multiple rides. And the riders get to choose which horses they want to go first on, you know, which ones they would like to, to have first. And usually they're having their their um, younger horses or their, you know, less experienced horses go early more than anything for the dressage because you might get a better score on the Friday afternoon in the dressage. So you see that a lot of times on the Saturday morning early, um, a lot of the greenness comes out in those. And and the course, nobody, the people don't know the course that well yet. So the mistakes get made and people do pop off. And sometimes it is a little bit of time before the first rider gets into the finish area. Um, until word gets back like, oh, don't, you know, so long at this combination, it's not jumping well or, you know, that type of a thing. So that that isn't uncommon, 
Um, but it definitely, I can tell you that if you were not in the warm-up, um, you were watching the, t- the TV and the, you know, the live feed in the finish area, they've got um, uh, closed-circuit TV, so you can see how every single solitary combination and how it's being ridden. Um, and if you're one of those people that's getting warmed up, you've got someone that knows what they're doing in that tent watching the first horse go so they can come out and report to the rider before they go out the start box. And that, I think, is what I really like about eventing, too. And correct me if I'm wrong at this level, because I've certainly never ridden at that level. But don't people kind of help each other out? Or is this so competitive? Oh, yeah. that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they do. I mean, they come across and they'll say, oh, you know, how was how was that to the corner? Or they'll, you know, oh, I got that in five strides or whatever. And then even if it, there's something that the footing's a little funny somewhere, as people are finishing, be like, hey, the footing's really tough. You know, after that turn, after the fence seven, you know, be careful, you know, be careful there. Go, you know, go tighter. They'll, they'll definitely try to, you know, it's, it's the right thing to do. And it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's being a good horseman. Yeah. And it's like, you're all, uh, you're all in the same war. So you might as well exactly. help, yeah. help each other yeah. out. And, um, and yeah. nobody wants to see anybody hurt. So, I mean, there's, you know. that. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. I did notice when you're talking about striding, coming out of the water, I found that, you know, once they jump up that bank, that little skinny that they had was riding in four strides, three strides. And I do believe Joe did it in two. Yeah. Yes. That horse has got an enormous stride. So he definitely, yeah, he got that in two. Um, but that was not a small jump. I mean, it was no. it was deceiving on the live feed because it, it was quite wide. It was, you know, a um, very round, sort of more oval shaped. And there was definitely a bit of a spread to that, that sort of skinny. It was narrow, but it was not skinny. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so, so really being deceptive. that you groomed for him, was he a bit surprised that he got that into? <clears throat> no, not with that horse. He knows that horse really well. Oh, well. He's like, oh, well, yeah. we're just going to do it in two. Yeah, okay. he's got an enormous, <laughs> enormous racehorse gallop stride. So he he knows he can just sort of keep coming with that. And he, uh, the horse the horse was good. He was very good. Amazing. So so your general overview, Glenn, I know you have more specific questions, but I, I just love that we get to, to no, have I a don't. Go ahead. the barn. Yeah. through the through the whole experience because that's a different perspective and i love that everybody kind of helps each other out and everybody's cheering each other on and that's 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 the different difference in 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 this equestrian sport versus others and uh as as the president of the eventing association (laughs) what was your professional take on the kentucky event this year I think it was, I think overall it was fantastic. I think everybody was so happy to be able to have the competition. I know the foreign riders that came over were really grateful that, that Kentucky made the effort to, to happen. And um, I think everybody saw it as quite a good success. It was a great day of sport, we'll say. It was a safe day. You know, the horse ambulance and the people ambulance did not move, which is always a really good sign. And um I think, you know, overall it was a little epic, a little wet, a little gross that way. But I think in the end, it just, it, it was a, it was a good day. I'm trying to remember who the rider was that fell off in the water. It was a, uh, a woman and uh, she. Oh, Allison Springer. Yes. Oh. oh, heartbreaking. But the worst part I... all was that she falls off in the water. Her air vest pops and then up. Go back and get her. 
sick. Yes, I was like, oh, and she did like the walk of shame back into the water jump to pick up I her know. stick. Oh, I, I like, wanted to run over there and grab it for her. I did. Allison <laughs> is such a good sport. She was, I bet she was laughing. She's like, oh man, there's my stick. I gotta go back in. You know, oh, she's such a good, she's such a trooper. Like she's you're already sport. wet. You might as well. Oh, that that one really yeah. stuck out to me yeah, too. Exactly. And we oh, talked man, a little bit. Yeah, we talked a little bit too about Tammy Smith. I was so pulling for her and Lexus to get through and and do so well. I was like yeah. jumping every jump with her, and to break that frangible pan was just so. I know. I, that really was, and then she ended up. You know, she would have been third or second or third otherwise. Um, but she, the horse jumped super, and he came through the weekend really well. So that's that's excellent. Yeah, still yeah. finished in the top ten. I know she would have liked to have been a lot closer. Um, but you know, it's it's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Have we yeah. announced the Olympic short team for eventing yet? No, the Jersey Fresh is technically the last um, the last selection trial. Okay. Um, I but I you know I'm guessing they're probably going to go off of the horses that have been to Kentucky. And so at the end of May, they have a big vet evaluations with all the horses um, that, that will be the, the last will invite probably 15 horses to go be evaluated by the vets in Virginia um, or, or a vet, you know, if, when Tammy goes home, I'm guessing that some of those, that horse will be looked at by a, a team appointed vet out in California and they'll do all the flexions and, and ultrasounding legs and, you know, all every anything and everything. You have the farriers there, and have just a really massive once over just to see how the horses have come through the competition and and um, and, and just check on their soundness. And then they will announce. Then they're going to actually announce their the team and the reserves right after that. So th- we'll know our Olympic team, I think, by the end of May. Cool, very good. Well, and you'll yeah. be going over, I assume, one of the perks. I am going over as a technical official for, for the game. So I get done working actually for the Olympics, which is really exciting. You wow. so fancy. Yes, Look at anyway. you. Yeah, Do you like Japanese I know, food? I great. I'd love Japanese food. Okay, go, go, yeah. go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It'll be interesting with the COVID restrictions of what I've well, us traveling and stuff. It'll be interesting to see what we're, what we're allowed to do and not allowed to do. But um, yeah, it should be uh, It's pretty pretty grateful to get the opportunity now are you are, are they allowing spectators are they doing spectators or only no japanese spectators. or no no okay no spectators only the only people that will be allowed there are, are people that have credentials wow. um, and typically each horse gets an owner uh, two owners a rider the groom and and then sometimes you get a significant other but sometimes that's it I know they were severely yeah. limiting it, press too. I got that memo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the owners are only to be the people that are listed on the passport. Oh wow! So you can't sort of say, "Oh, they're coming as my owner." It is truly the horses that are in the passport. There's lots of paperwork to fill out, you know, years in advance. I mean, I think when they're normally sort of in February, if you think you might be going to the Olympic Games, and you put your application and you have your owners and everybody fill out all the paperwork to send in to the credentialing, you know, because it's a worldwide credentialing system um, to, you know, just in case, you know, somebody ends up, you know, getting there and even, I don't know, it just, if you apply, that's what you get. So it's just a really interesting, um, it's really, it's very, very organized that way. 
Well, I, we have to, we're running out of time, and I know you're going to run out of uh, cell service here shortly in Tennessee. But I wanted, you put, did the most poignant post of the weekend, and I don't know if Jamie saw it. But uh, you visited uh, Theodore O'Connor's plaque. Where is that? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where? It's really cool. There's a plaque there for him. There's a couple of other plaques, the Grey Goose, um, Le Samurai, um, Teddy, and I can't remember, maybe two others, but um, those are the ones that I remembered. So there's a little plaque right near the head of the lake going up the hill, you know, towards the EEI office, across, you know, on that side of the road. Um, and when I was driving back on the, after I'd finished taking care of my horses on Saturday night, and I was driving back to the campground, and I thought, ah, I got to stop and see Ted. So I just had a quick pop in and saw his little plaque and just sort of had a little quick little chat to him. I mean, he's, he's buried up in, up in Virginia, but um, just to have the plaque there was just kind of fun because he, he would have liked the day yesterday. He would have loved Saturday. this weekend. He would have eaten that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really would have. He would have been, uh, that would have been a good day for him. So it was just needed to, needed to go and check in with him. So it was fun. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you posted that. It brought back memories for, uh, for everybody, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Max. You're always great. We appreciate you. And uh, stay awake on this drive. You know, below Atlanta, well, it yeah. gets really damn boring. So. I know. Exactly. <laughs> thanks, Max. Excellent. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, girl. Bye. Well, there you go. There's the wrap-up. I think we've covered that pretty well. Uh, what happened at Land Rover, by the way, if you didn't know what we were talking about there, uh, we were talking about a little pony named uh, Teddy O'Connor. That was written by Karen O'Connor, and Max was groomed for, and it was no relation. No relation. That was just a name they gave Teddy, and we all watched Teddy go. Teddy was what fourteen two hands, and jumped like a seventeen hander. He was some pony. He was amazing. He was, amazing. and everybody loved him. He was a darling of eventing for years. Unfortunately, they lost him in a farm accident. Uh, uh, but uh, everybody still that follows eventing knows that name. Well. Apparently, and I don't know about this either. Jamie has something she wants to talk about in the post show that's not happy. So it sucks. Uh, it's a horse related, I assume, not people related. Yes. Okay. So if people want to listen to the to it, how do they do that? Do well, you, become an auditor, a- and then you get the instructions on how to listen. So uh, we email you out with instructions on how to listen. Uh, but that's how you do it. You become an auditor. And we'll be here, we'll be here after uh, tomorrow. We're going to be dark. Uh, it, the horse illustrated was supposed to start this month on the fourth th- fourth Tuesday of the month, but unfortunately, my co-host for that episode uh, got injured and can't couldn't do it. So uh, she's down and out right now. So we're going to have to wait a month on that, and then uh, we'll be back here on Wednesday. So look forward to that. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. And if I could find a closing music, I would play it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Peter and Gal, y'all thought I forgot. I did think you forgot. <laughs>